0: Down. Oh, I got a countdown. I'm so fancy. Ah, all right.
1: I'm the Mom Who Knows
0: Nada. My name is Brianna, and this is the Mom Who Knows Nada podcast. We like to discuss the everyday superhero parent because we're all just figuring it out day by day and doing our best. Because parenting doesn't come with a manual. So today I have my dear friend uh, Kimberly. And we're going to talk about what it's like to not want to be moms, because neither of us really wanted to be a mom, and somehow we both are. So as exciting as that is, um, I just think it's kind of important to talk about the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not every woman wants to be a mom or has that dream to get married, and Sometimes it's fun to hear it from my voice, but I think it's even cooler to have someone else's perpe- perspective come in. So on that note, uh, let's talk about first this before this beautiful little baby of yours came along, uh, this, this handsome husband of yours, when did you know that you're going to marry him?
1: In short, when he asked me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, But in all you know. seriousness, I like wasn't that kid growing up who ever had these romantic ideals about a beautiful wedding ceremony and wanting to wear a ring. I like literally this is the only piece of jewelry I wear. So Not interested in it for many reasons as a kid, my parents weren't these idols to look up to either in a marriage. Um, I had some great friends who had wonderful parents, I had amazing relationships with one another, so it looked like it was possibly really nice to have. Um, But I was never stuck on the idea of being married, I was completely and utterly content with just kicking it solo or having like a life partner, but never making it official in any way. And it was never like a religious thing for me either, so didn't really see the point.
0: And so then this guy comes in your life, and he ruins everything. Basically, (laughs) that's what. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, G Dog. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were in like a very romantic setting. We had, you know, packed our backpacks and set off to travel for a year and we were um, on a backpacking, a five-day backpacking adventure in Patagonia and uh, Grant just saw this opportunity to hop up on a rock and asked me to marry him with this little tiny plastic ring that these little girls in the local village had made that I thought I had lost but clearly he had pocketed it for a better purpose so
0: <laughs> resourceful that guy keeping, mm-hmm. it, keeping it like low-key too yeah I know you had not really even after marriage really wanted to procreate and you talked about I mean in personal conversations about what oh god like what that means like bringing human into the world and how oh is that really for you is that really for me and we're both like oh no so when did you I don't want to say change your mind but I would say like open yourself up to like what could be like was there like a thing that you guys discussed or was it more like oh i could do this or you know how, what was that like pivot for you what was that like
1: well i guess i have a lot to say about that <laughs> <laughs> sort of in the same boat as marriage i was completely on the fence and i was just you know if i guess if i ever have kids cool but it's not anything that I have this strong urge to do. Perhaps that makes me potentially a better adoptive parent, which is still on the table for us. Um, but I like, I don't know, I was totally content living life, just having to worry about myself and picking up and traveling whenever I wanted to go anywhere. And now I was in this awesome relationship with someone who had always thought that he wanted kids for, you know, his entire life. Um, his parents are incredible, wonderful people, and he just wanted to replicate the little life that he had growing up. Um, and that didn't sway me, <laughs> to be honest. I was like, that's really sweet, but mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then I kind of came to the point of like, well, now I'm in my 30s, so I guess I really actually only have so much time to do this. Um, I have no idea if I can get pregnant never tested it thankfully so um shit, i guess we're gonna just pull the goalie and see what happens and then there's a baby so that's kind of when i <laughs> made the decision that i was okay with kids <laughs> I was like oh i'm pregnant there's a couple ways out of this but i guess i'm just gonna just see what happens yeah Um, really horrible. Maybe don't tell Miles that when he grows up, but
0: (laughs) yeah, just make sure this podcast is archived.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like, we knew, like, we have a lot of friends and family members where having a family was exceptionally challenging for them, and like, we didn't have any real reason to be concerned about that, but at the same time, it was like, I guess you never know until you try, and so we feel exceptionally fortunate that we were able to have a very healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby and you know in the end he's just like the most amazing little guy I could just gush about him all day but you know <laughs> now you have him there's no going back right like
0: you can't uh, imagine oh, yeah. your life there's without no like it
1: anymore. yeah
0: it's interesting that that happens too because I feel the same way like there's definitely days with Declan where I'm like go away <laughs> like stop yeah
1: yeah and then and then, totally then but by- I can't imagine being, like, a full-time mama all the time. I think that would be really challenging to, like, never have a break mentally. So, oh, yeah. Grandma's only a mile away, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma.
0: Has mm-hmm. motherhood changed you?
1: Um, I have to say I'm probably a lot more selfless in a lot more ways than I would recognize otherwise i always really enjoyed like my sleep i was never a schedule person don't like being yelled at but (laughs) all of those things came out the window rather quickly so um i've definitely found myself becoming far more patient understanding compassionate just to like all humans and not just mine even though there's maybe too many of us on the planet are like still like a person had to go through so much in order for that person to exist you know like i don't know the whole Mm -hmm. experience of creating a life is just mind-blowing
0: yeah it's weird to think that that came out of people
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: just like oh and then when they reflect you when they're like your little mirror and you're like oh fuck like that's (laughs) gosh and you can't like and so much of that is like dna like like there are certain faces that declan makes and there are certain behaviors that he has that i'm like oh that is that is ingrained in his dna (laughs) change it Uh, try though i may he's got this fiery temper and it's like well who do you get that from mom or dad like flip a coin because it's both of us and (laughs) Oh, and then you have to, like, and then you have to be the bigger person, and you have to, like, find that that space to, like, be the adult. And some days, it is not easy to
1: be the adult. Like, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I you can only know? imagine it gets oh. worse. Miles is only 17 months old, and so there's only so many tantrums in a day, luckily. But as he gets oh. older, they're definitely becoming... Bit more
0: frequent <laughs> uh yeah I think it's it all depends on the kid too I think for us Declan had a lot of space to be independent I think that helped him but now he's very much very assertive of the choice that he wants to make and if he doesn't like the options because we're very about we're very much like you can do a b and sometimes we give a c and if he doesn't like those options it's it's game over but oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. he'll, he'll talk to me another like uh, 10 months and we'll see exactly because that, that could be really fun for you I don't know you and Grant have really even dispositions but I mean a toddler is still a toddler um
1: yeah. and it's nice which, to be able to tag team oh You're like yeah I need to take a breath and a walk around the block you got this great <laughs> <laughs> and to have that open community <laughs>
0: to do that that's awesome too because sometimes it's like are you hearing me yeah i've got a bloody call hey speaking <laughs> of my husband heard me and brought me wine thank you Aww. that's so nice of you you don't mind maybe. i'm gonna so drink good. whatever you brought me i'm got to go and get when you're done i've gotta go get some more okay okay he's watching octonauts okay he's fine okay i did the whole thing while on the
1: call as well you're so good Gold star, baby, gold star. Can you convince my husband to bring me some wine? No, no. Okay, Snapping. <laughs> <mom's here. laughs> uh, that
0: never happens. I texted him three times.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. uh, anyway, what
1: do you like about your role as a mother? Um, I really find joy in a lot of the smaller things in life now, like. Going to the train museum. It's kind of nice to have an excuse to, like, do all the things. Because you feel like the total fucking creep when you do it as an adult without a kid. But when you go with a baby, it's like, you can be as into it as you damn well please. It is fantastic. So, like, going to the, I don't know. Even the, like, museums and stuff like that. Which is extraordinarily extraordinarily limited these days. But, um... It's just nice to kind of, like, oh, the Butterfly Pavilion. Hmm. Just get a little warm thinking about it. (laughs) Um, But also just seeing, like, your little progeny happy is about the greatest thing in the world, too. You know? Mm, Like, you give that kid just a pair of keys, and he's in heaven for three hours. It's fantastic. All the little things.
0: The attention span of that. That sounds incredible. What's your biggest... Struggle with motherhood.
1: I'm um, feeling kind of constrained, and then having to establish a routine probably. <laughs> I really did not. I'm still absolutely horrid at having a routine. I wake up at a different time every day. I don't ever do the same thing every morning. Um, but things just kind of unravel and go to hell without one, and that's been <laughs> really challenging. Um. It's also hard to kind of balance your life because you want time with your husband and you want time with your friends and you want time like with your baby as a mom, but you only have so much time in the day and you're just exhausted at the end. I also would just love to be able to have the urge to go for a jog and do it, but you can't (laughs) unless you bring a stroller and like prepare you know you have to take like an hour to get out the door every time you go anywhere so just it's like a lot of effort
0: yeah Anything the snacks just in case on the diaper bag because you know, Never know. and then heaven forbid like i have a jogging tool i think i've used like 10 times and i love to run but it's the like what you're saying the process of it all is yeah. more exhausting and now Declan's potty trained, which is amazing it's a game changer but you know I, see, I thought this was me. You tell me your thought here. I used to hate running errands because I hated having to get him in and out of the car. So even though like we lived in the city and if so many of the errands were like 20, 30 minutes away, and then you had to like get have the diaper change and and it's like,
1: it's and like plan a plan with the nap.
0: Yeah, and then heaven forbid you leave that 30 minutes too early or 30 minutes late, and the kid falls asleep at a different hour and then and then doesn't go back to sleep, and then you're like, Well. Fuck that. My day is shot to hell because I tried to be productive. (laughs) So I would be, I would stay home a lot or not do anything or not get errands done or hire sitters so I could run errands because I felt like I was jeopardizing this routine that you're talking about. Like I would mess up his routine or I would, and then I would pay for it later. Like if he didn't nap, bedtime would be a disaster or if he didn't act, I would have to wake them up. And then you're like, well, now what do I do? Because, and they, and it's such like, oh, that's a terrible problem to have. Like, if that's my, the hardest problem of my day, like how lucky am I? But also like, as a first time mom, you're like, you don't want to like get it wrong per se. And there is no wrong in motherhood. And I think that's the misconception, but equally you, you also know, like, and at this time, my husband was traveling all, all over the place all of the time. And so it was just me. And you're like, if I don't get this break from my kid, I might lose it. So I don't want to jeopardize that. So that's that's my experience. I don't know if you've ever
1: felt that way. Like, don't fuck this up for me. You know. Oh, yeah, uh, Where I need to like go run. That's always, you know, errands and go places and take care of things. But like, you know, nowadays you can do most everything online, which just makes you feel even more mundane because you're just at home on the computer doing garbage when I don't know. It is hard to like the nap schedule and that routine is challenging because you, at first, the baby's just asleep all the time and you can go wherever you want and you get kind of adjusted, like the flexibility of just having a super sleepy head on your hands. And then it's like, they're getting picky in particular about where they're going to nap and how they're going to nap and whatever. So then you have your two, like one and a half hour naps a day and you kind of get in that routine, but you can't get shit done in an hour and a half. And by the time you're like trying to get into something, they're awake. And now we're on like a three-hour nap, but that's from 11 to 2, you know? So you gotta be out the... Like, you have from 7 or 8 to 11, mm-hmm. really 8 until, like, when they're done eating and dressed and all that. And then, you know, in the winter, you only have until, like, four 45, 5 to be outside or do anything before it's dark and freezing. I not give you much time for anything. <laughs> yes, ma- but overall... She's healthy. because no, then they're either. back in the house again. And then
0: you're like, oh. what? What did you worry about um, before you became a mom? Like, was there? Do you have any specific things about becoming a mom that
1: you were nervous of or scared of? Hmm. I was kind of overwhelmed by the idea of all the stuff. There's just so many things affiliated with babies and kids. Like, what diapers am I going to have and what wipes and do I need a wipe warmer? No, oh, it grows mold. You don't want one of those. Like, there is just so many things. Um, so I remember feeling kind of overwhelmed with the thought of, like, how much stuff do we really need living in a house that was 1,000 square feet? So I was like, okay, we have to plan really accordingly and literally only have the items that we actually care about. And we've since moved into a larger house, but I still feel that way. And I just remember feeling so overwhelmed by that. But now that we're, like, in it and we're using things, um, all of it makes more sense. And I am, like, readily getting rid of stuff when he's done with it. So that feels pretty nice, too.
0: Did you ever get something you thought he would love and then never use it? Do you ever have that problem?
1: Yes, the Strider. We love riding our bikes, and he is a
0: Strider. What's that that it? Hmm? Oh no! Is that like the attachment on the bike? that's the bike
1: with the Strider. It, it's a brand, but there's they make like you know the <sighs> pedalist bikes for kids with specialized and other oh. brands. Oh,
0: they, oh yeah, we don't like,
1: have one of those. I'm not getting on that, even though he loves going for bike rides with us we have one of the seats that attaches like to the front handlebars and he'll ride on that all day long but when it comes to riding his own bike it's like but maybe he'll come around to he's still pretty young but yeah
0: we had deck was little we had like a swing and we didn't i didn't buy anything until i knew what kind of baby he was because like you're saying i was like i don't if i buy this and he doesn't want it or buy that and he doesn't like it then then i'm wasted on this money we bought like almost all of our stuff ourselves so it was like oh i don't want to spend the hundred dollars on that if it's going to be wasted so anyway i he'd love to be rocked and i would stand in front of the window and rock him and rock him and I was like oh we'll get him a swing that kid wouldn't sit in that swing more than fucking 30 seconds <laughs> really you like to be like rocked and held but you don't want to swing back like i don't get it buddy it's the same goddamn motion only for babies yeah <laughs> Didn't like a bouncer, that didn't want to be bounced, didn't want to vibrate, none of that shit. It was it was held or nothing. So anyway, forget nothing. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I feel like the only other thing I was kind of concerned about was like safety related stuff. Um, like making sure you really have CPR down and know what to do if they're choking and have all the baby locks and gates and like just it's kind of like saving your child from yourself at the same time. <laughs> is like Keep five mistakes, time. yeah like i'm not gonna have the ability to put everything up and away you know like i i'm forgetful i'm human sometimes i don't sleep the whole night through just got to make sure that <laughs> things are all squared away but uh that stuff kind of concerned me but that's more reasonable you know you used to be such a good sleeper <laughs> what happened i was i have to sleep with earplugs every night because if i hear like one decimal of a sound of that baby, I am wide awake. Sucks. But. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so sorry that does that.
0: (laughs) I don't have it that bad, so that's.
1: Yeah, I Um, didn't know that like all of a sudden you develop super mom ears immediately after birth, but you do. It's
0: incredible. Yeah, it's quite incredible. Now, now the thing is for me though, is like, I'll just wait until he says mom. Or mommy, mommy, come to me because otherwise I'm like, you gotta get yourself back down, kid.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> you figured
0: it out. We actually bought a bigger bed because his toddler bed, he wouldn't sleep in. He would come in our bed every night, and we're like, this cannot. So we just got like a $300 IKEA bed. We're like, sleep there, go. <laughs> stop it.
1: <laughs> get the race car one definitely see. oh well, we haven't
0: gotten the race car one, but equally because we don't we don't know what he's going to be into and i don't want to like jinx it like i mean if he wants a pretty princess bed then all right whatever Fair. So, more power to you kid. um uh what surprised you the most about being a mom that you weren't really
1: expecting mm, a few things physically come to mind first um I didn't realize how like impossibly famished and thirsty you are the second you birth your baby and then the entire duration that you're breastfeeding. And I really don't think I felt normal until about 14 months. I went to physical therapy, did all the things, started exercising. But I was just like so hungry and so thirsty. I had no idea.
0: How but
1: long did you breastfeed for? About just shy of a year, but my supply started to plummet around like seven months. Mm. Um, But I was still like, we would supplement with a bottle here and there, but he was like getting onto some solids and, you know, it's like a weird transition yeah. time. And I just felt really tied down from the pump. When I went back to work, I took four months off. Um, before I went back to work and right after going back like having to pump every two hours is so intense and I mean you're used to feeding your baby that frequently but Mm -hmm. like you have to go I don't know and like having to fly somewhere like find all the little breast milk or rooms or whatever like I just sit in a bathroom there's just not that many and you're like I can't even tell you how many times I like pumped in the Costco parking lot or like at a park and you're like don't look like I don't have tinted windows (laughs) you know a little odd and then what do you do like you have to figure out what to do with the milk and it only lasts so long and the free I don't know so I was surprised at just like the physical and like hormone like I know that your body's going through so much while you're pregnant but like the coming down of it post-pregnancy was quite intense um I almost felt like it was worse than my pregnancy, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> um
0: uh-huh. yeah you're so oh. built up during pregnancy of like, oh you can do this you have all the support. And in Western medicine it's very much about the baby after you know you deliver. It's very oh, yeah. much about that. And and I think that's why people are talking about all the stuff about motherhood. Like we I spoke to someone just last week about like the whole culture of self care and how stupid it is because you were human before you had kids and this is just in general like you know you should just be doing what's right for you all the time and even when you're a parent sometimes that is jeopardized by being a parent because you know you're especially small kids need you more than the older kids you still need to take that time for you and like as a mother especially people who don't have resources around them or support around them how do you support a mother who doesn't know what she's doing for the first time oh and heaven forbid there's postpartum depression or anxiety or you know heaven forbid there's no complications like you you know like you gotta look at the whole being and if the mother's not looked after then how can she how can she show up for this baby you know yeah you can argue people have done it for centuries but but equally like there's so many things that we don't do as a culture that we could do but okay yeah what do i know what do i know i'm just a mom
1: just along for the ride
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) the most useless information you got while you were pregnant
1: Man, I pretty much hit the delete button. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> like at delivery. I love that. <laughs> um, like the one thing that stuck out to me the most, it's not like a ludicrous bit of like advice, but just questions. Like while pregnant, why the hell are you asking me if I'm planning to have another one? Can I just get through this one? Just give me a minute. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That was the one thing that, like, pissed me off the most that I got at least three or four times. Like, oh, you're pregnant, everything's going well, are you guys going to have another one? Like, just, can we,
0: pause can
1: we this here and, like, just <laughs> need a moment. Do you get asked that a lot
0: now? Because Miles is, you know, a year and a half. and be
1: like, Oh, you're going to give him a sibling? Oh, yeah, for sure. And my answer is wonderfully vague.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see.
1: Keep it simple. Um, I don't know. He's pretty good. Honestly, I feel like if I had another replicate baby of Miles, it would be pretty fun and awesome, but chances are they're going to be, like, a total dick, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. I say that all the time. Like, Declan was such a beautiful pregnancy, and the whole experience was, like, fine. You know, even, like, our delivery, like, you can't really complain about, so... I don't want to ruin that.
1: Yes. like, And also, you know, he's outnumbered. Two to one. Odds are in my favor currently. I'm all about that. I don't know. One's pretty good. One's pretty good. My bot, yeah. I also feel like I use one of my lives while birthing him. <laughs> don't know if I want to use another one.
0: <laughs> yeah. You wanted to na- labor naturally, That you didn't have to be induced or anything, right?
1: Correct. And I did. Yeah, no epidural, 30 hours of labor, three and a half hours of pushing, ta-da, baby. But then my placenta didn't come out, so that was a whole nother adventure. And then and that's I, not... what's that?
0: That's not very good.
1: <laughs> no, and it has to be, like, manually removed, and then there's, um potential for infection if any of it is left inside and I lost and
0: these are the things you're never told you know no one tells you that your placenta like until you're pregnant like why isn't this in a health class like because you don't right. just have birth you birth the child and then you have to
1: get rid of your placenta too like you birth that next yeah which mine just like wouldn't budge so they're like Go do you want to take a nap? I was like, uh, yes, yes, I
0: do. I birthed a baby. Nap sounds great, thanks. <laughs> that's fortunate that you came out of that, okay, because that that's, again, that's not something you talk about, is that birthing a placenta, a placenta is super important because, oh, the placenta will kill the mom. Like, let's be very brutal here. And the worst case scenario is that if too much excrement is left in there, it can kill you. So yeah. it's interesting that it grows a human but could kill the host.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a like the other parasite that's not your baby. It's not symbiotic. That placenta is not symbiotic. It's not know. you in my, Like it, It's not doing you any favors once that baby's up. So I did not eat my placenta. We did not keep it because it was a butchered shit show when it came out. You don't want to see that. Don't Google it. <laughs> those studies are inconclusive anyway that placenta
0: actually helps but some people really think that the nutrients are uh, super helpful and you know uh,
1: it did its job when it was inside it fed my baby and kept him alive and now you're done get out (laughs) totally so
0: is there uh, any go ahead sorry oh
1: nothing more is there any advice you wish you would have gotten? Um, I feel like that advice is going to be more helpful when Miles is a little bit older and like you need a little bit more psychological tactics in your back pocket for how to handle certain situations. Um, you know, at like 16 months old, he's like kind of learning how to become demanding and raises voice and like clearly try to get his way in whatever way he can. I wish that somebody, you know, maybe around age two would just fill me in on all the best things that you do to handle all the circumstances that come up.
0: Mm, i like also what idea.
1: happens when you like, <laughs> start dating and driving and, you know, way down the road. And also like society today is so different than when we were, growing up like all the technology and the immediate access to absolutely everything is relatively horrifying to me (laughs) we're not big tv watchers and like yeah we're on a computer all day because we're working but otherwise we don't spend much time on any technology at all so maybe we can save his soul to some extent
0: (laughs) just to your point and it's strictly like the like a an awareness factor so in where i where i am in florida there's so much development going on right and so even though declan's slated for one school there's a huge possibility that when he comes to high school if he's going to a public school he'll go to a different one than you know that's then that he's designated for now and that's the funny thing so you sit there saying like it's so different than when we were kids it's so true and by the time our boys are of a certain age it's going to be way different than it is now and you can't plan for that i think and it's a trial by error kind of thing like we don't know what to expect technology is progressing in certain ways it's magnified and grown exponentially over the course of our lives you know like i remember when facebook was just for university students like to have an edu email address and
1: now it connects billions of people across the world so never have given it to the boomers biggest, <laughs> mistake. biggest mistake ever
0: <laughs> mark zuckerberg no you
1: have could have done better without facebook
0: oh my god my grandparents <laughs> it's just interesting to think about who you're like trying to plan and have like all the things and you're like i can't even plan because i don't even know what life's gonna look like
1: right i know i'm like imagining like is he even going to learn how to drive a manual car like in 15 years from now do you get to drive a stick shift i hope so we're gonna keep one around Uh, my biggest thing is how much is gas cost.
0: will they learn how to like write their name will penmanship and cursive be a thing in schools i don't know i don't know Is everything especially with this virtual push in the pandemic is our life going to change you know, like, to the point where they, I, I don't know, like, I think, uh, I like to like in it, like, you know, back in the Egyptian era, there's all those, like, hieroglyphics, you know, and all the, and all their houses and the caves or the tombs, you know, where the pharaohs were buried. And so now we had, like, put all those pictures together to create, you know, the sentence they were trying to say, and then we created language, and we have all those different languages, and now we're back to emojis on our phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. So.
0: So we've gone full circle, right? Like, that's where we are. Like, we're back to the emojis on the phone to, like, yeah. to.
1: I mean, I have to admit, that emoji does sometimes express things better than I do. You gotta give them some credit. They're pretty good. Well, <laughs> I
0: think they're also really good at neutralizing things when you don't know what to oh. say. Like, self-censoring, because sometimes I'll just be like, thumbs up when I really mean fuck you. <laughs> Very fair. Totally. So I like, guess that works in my favor. All right final question what unsolicited advice would you like to
1: give anybody listening oh um well if you're listening to this podcast you might very much enjoy another one that i found really helped me during pregnancy specifically i haven't listened to it since the day i gave birth but um the birth hour podcast i feel like it really opened up my eyes to um, the fact that even if you read a million books you will never know how a birth actually goes unless you like watch videos or physically witness one but this podcast is like women just straight up telling their birth stories um and so like knowing like like i never came across the whole placenta thing anywhere and i listened to like at least a hundred of these podcasts but i felt like the whole process of the birth and what could happen next and what happens if you do this That was really helpful to me. Um, It also kind of just gave me more motivation in addition to the insight. So that was great. Um, Otherwise, I think you should really just try to talk more openly to your friends or family or a select individual about the entire process. Like, stop making it taboo to tell people before 12 weeks that you're pregnant. I told everyone immediately in the case that it didn't work out. And I wanted my support base to be there for me. And although it sucks to tell people good news and then potentially tell them horrible news, at least you have a support and you don't have to go through it a hundred percent on your own. Um, and even just talking about like the gross or taboo parts, this is all like pregnancy really, because I feel like that was like the most <laughs> impactful part, but, um, just being able to talk about the gross things that happened or just any part of it really, you know. Um, and just feeling like you're not alone really was quite helpful.
0: I think sometimes people forget how alienating it can be because when you're pregnant, you can't do half the things you could do before. Like literally in an instant, you can't drink alcohol. You can't have a certain amount of coffee. You can't eat certain foods. You can't lift certain things you you just can't right
1: yeah and then you immediately feel exhausted or nauseous or just weird and whacked out in general and you know your whole life has completely changed but it's like all of these crazy emotions and hormones and like all like and everybody experiences something different and every single day of it can be different You know it's just a wild roller coaster it's crazy i don't
0: know about
1: your first time mister but i think i ate nothing
0: but saltines and chicken broth for like eight weeks straight because
1: i I was on the saltine train i had some like really fierce morning sickness that that word they need to come up with a new term because that is bologna like it's not morning i woke up at 2 a.m and was puking my brains out for eight hours it's like having the stomach flu. It was awful. So luckily there's things for that. And I, I did eat my fair share of saltines, but I don't know why, like I was pregnant. I found out on Christmas. So my first trimester was in the winter. Um, here in Dunburg is awfully cold in January, February, March, but all I could stomach were cold foods. Like I only wanted cold cereal and gazpacho and salsa and like, cantaloupe that was refrigerated like i don't know it was very odd and then in the summer july when i was like about to burst i was just eating pho every day like i don't know why there it is yeah the body is mind-blowing i mean i guess it's telling you what it wants but why like there seemed to be no i was freezing for three months
0: (laughs) and and literally eating cold food that's amazing i I had one cream. My husband is so lucky. All I had like one time and he didn't have his license at the time. So I had to drive myself to the store to chocolate chip cookies. Oh man. I went did and bought them, but I had to drive us there. So I couldn't even like I didn't have any weird cravings or anything. I just ate a lot of toast with like cream cheese and tomatoes.
1: <laughs> like
0: a deconstructed pizza is like what I wanted every day with some and sometimes with avocados, but never yeah or a cantaloupe or, or like yeah, a hotter like... give the me one... the carbs
1: <laughs> yeah I feel like the um aversions were even weirder because I would be like oh my god a hard boiled egg sounds fucking amazing that's what I'm going to make right now we have to like wait for it to cool down and then by the time I got around to it I was like I'm going to vomit just <laughs> at it. this is the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs>
0: you're not the first person to tell me that i have i experienced not that but i can imagine the uh, heart
1: you like, and your soul is like i need this and then it gets in front of your face and you're like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh
0: the irony of life <laughs> seriously yeah oh well, we are so happy that you got to join us today to talk about your experience and about this role that you were so sure about. But I think you're killing it. I'm pretty sure it's you. You it's don't do it in that. like two years. <laughs> <laughs> like, 18, Eighteen years, and we can we can, re- we can reassess, right? Yeah. That's all I. Talk, talk talk to me, when he graduates. High school and goes to college or whatever he's gonna do.
1: When you're know. like retired and you're free. I already have plans. We're we already have plans. We're going on a bike oh. tour across all of Europe, and I can't wait. Just, oh, this are yeah, supposed to do already. that before
0: you had it, baby. Miles, yep. this is what you did. You ruined all the fun. All the fun.
1: We're going to buy another van, so we'll see. More fun will be had. You can take with it with the baby. That's or? the other oh. thing. is You like don't have to cancel your whole life just because you had a child. You just have to reconfigure it and get creative. Yeah. So now we have 100%. to buy a van that like, can fit three people and sleep three people. So, we're gonna do that hopefully
0: soon. I think you can do that. Yeah. I mean, I won't join you. I'll stay in the hotel down the street, but. Yeah. Is that Grant or Phil?
1: Yeah. The
0: baby lost the (laughs) truck (laughs) keys. Here's another part of of parenthood is he ate them. Always somebody to blame. (laughs) And it's usually the tiny person.
1: (laughs) It's definitely him. I've been finding things in the garbage that I definitely didn't put in there, and all of the toilet paper has been unraveled. So it's definitely him.
0: <laughs> okay, and... funny, funny tidbit. So Dominic bought these earpods, like these brand new earbuds for for work that like synced to his laptop, synced to his phone, and Declan likes to play with them because they're on his level. And he plugs them in, unplugs them, all this stuff. So they go missing for, like, four days. And <laughs> like, this kid, I swear, Brie, this kid. And I was like, I think you just lost them because you're an asshole. And he goes, no, this kid, this kid. So da- Dom asks, Declan, where are my earbuds? Have you seen them? And he goes, they're in my blue airplane, Daddy. And we're like, okay, where's the blue airplane? Like, you don't have a blue airplane. <laughs> he has a blue airplane wheelie really thing for travel. So after four days, we're like, oh, there's a blue airplane. There's a blue airplane. Oh.
1: <laughs> he wasn't oh. lying.
0: And those was, there was earbuds were in there. He but packed them up.
1: very nicely. Really
0: and they were safe, but he didn't lie to us. He knew exactly where they were. Yep.
1: They're it's funny beautiful. like that. I have one more bit of unsolicited advice if you're Oh over yeah. sure, sure. Can Totally. I... Sorry. Do you think I went with? Maybe they're in my pocket. Ah! <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, mom gets one point. <laughs> oh, I do that to, to Dom in the keys,
0: and I'm like, I don't know, they're on the counter. Yeah. I did exactly what you just said. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: All know. right. One last bit. Um, <laughs> kind of on the topic of you like having something and then him putting it somewhere miles can't tell me where things are but he's been reorganizing a lot of things um so he like took his sippy cup of milk and he had it up in his room and he was like playing with all the things and milk disappears three days later i'm like god where the heck is that sippy cup totally forgot where it had been last i'm like looking through the cars looking over i'm like there isn't gonna be like Rotten stinky milk, somewhere in my life. I do not want to deal with this. It was just like up in his basket of Legos, just like covered. Like he had totally like buried it in there, like a dog would bury a bone, but like in his Legos. Why? Why? Three? Like I'm like thank God it wasn't super hot out because that would have been real fun. gnarly. Yeah,
0: it's been gnarly.
1: He's <sighs> an interesting one. You will never find like. And you put the remote under the oven the other day. Like, I'm just, I'm never going to find anything ever again. <laughs> and
0: what's going to happen is you're going to think you lost your mind.
1: Yeah, and then it just, you find it in your pocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, on that, and on that note, <laughs> we really appreciate your insight and your story and your voice. <laughs> because every mama has a unique perspective. So thank you for sharing yours. Um, if you want to follow us, it's at mama underscore nose underscore nada because we are the mom that knows nada or i am the mom who knows nada and mama is if you want to check us out that's where you can find us but until next time just keep laughing at yourself and all the things you didn't know you needed to know thanks Bree.